Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. of health, freedom, and liberty, The Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, welcome to a special edition of The Robert Scott Bell Show, here from the We the Patriots USA event in Boise, Idaho. I actually know where I am today. I've been here enough days in a row where I'm, I'm here, and guess who's here with me? Someone who's not far from it. I don't know if it's a suburb or what, but uh, welcome, Dr. Ryan Cole, back to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Hey, here on the Robert Scott Bell Show with my friend. Welcome to Idaho, my friend. And and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> you don't hear them, but they are. They're going crazy out there. Uh, we have had such a great time this this weekend. In fact, uh, bonus time after hours, after one of the dinners, we got out and uh, the restaurant where we had had dueling pianos. And, uh, and you got to see me dancing. And, well, you got <laughs> to see me doing something that's and sort of dancing, not actually, just moving in some silly, funny say, ways. Yeah, it's like I, the white man's overbite. Were, yeah, right. Yeah. They were so talented. They, they, they were was so fun. good. It was really So fun. it was a dueling pianos place, and uh, we just got to hang out extra, and it was funny, you know, we're like, we're going to stay. Ryan's like, I got to get home and feed the dogs. Okay, 10 <laughs> minutes. Midnight later, when they're finally doing their last song to get us out, like, it was just too much fun. It's like, it why? Was. The dogs can, they'll be okay. Were they, they okay? Were. They were, yep, I yep, figured they yep, would. Yep, they were still barking. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, of course, uh, Ryan's been doing great work. Uh, at, you know, he's coming from the physician perspective, but uh, quite extraordinarily, like uh, f- a few of our you know new friends over the last few years, uh, have the integrity, the heart, the principled stance to say, you know what? I am going to, you know, look into what's going on here and wherever it leads me, that's where it leads me. And not everybody's like that. And that's why I respect and appreciate and love this man so much. And uh, even though he hasn't been on a lot of the times, we've talked about him many times and you guys appreciate him as well. And it's even better just to hang out at one of these events with him or one day I'll get out to his farm and check out all the awesome organic stuff he's doing. So, uh, and, and he showed me, show me pictures of your, your lovely, uh, how many daughters? Six daughters. Six daughters. Now, it's funny, one of our super fans, uh, she's also on our podcast network, Leslie, she has six daughters, and she's hosting an RSB family union in southwest Missouri. I'm going to bring probably bring my daughter to that event and just have a blast, but it's awesome. like, you guys can commiserate what it's like to raise six daughters. It's a, just it's a blessing, and yeah. it's a challenge. Unreal what you what you do, but uh, I'm at the point where you know my son is now talking about moving out. My daughter's just graduated high school, and she's got an opportunity, and I'm like, we could be empty nesters soon. And I'm like, I don't even know if I'm ready for that. We're down to one at home. You're down to one at home. Okay. So you're getting there. The warm up is in, in yep. place. Yep. Uh, so, uh, you know, we've raised our two kids uh, organically. They've never been awesome. vaccinated and incredibly healthy. None of the chronic diseases their mom, my wife, and me had growing up because we were pharmaceutically grown. And yet, you know, always the challenge is when they grow up, they get to decide, you know, how they want to live. And I tried to relay to them, listen, I'm not telling you this is how you have to live the rest of your life, but this is the reasons why we've raised you this way. And if you want to go out to your friends or whatever and go out and eat whatever, eat whatever, but pay attention to what your body tells you. Symptoms mean something. They're not random and they don't mean you're deficient in a drug because that's the way I was raised. Amen. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's the thing is, is teaching each generation to be better than we were Mm -hmm. and giving them the opportunity the information like you said you know they're going to do with it what they will but at the same time it's our job to be that teacher for that next generation and 
<clears throat> yeah, I was pleased at this conference where we are to see, you know, parents with younger kids here. Yeah. And some teenagers and even some littles. It's like, okay, there's hope. Yes. You know, there yes. is hope. You said something that's so critical because it was, you're like reading my mind as you were saying, I know this alignment, giving them the opportunity to learn. And even though I had the opportunity to learn about how not to raise a kid because, <laughs> and this is not a critique of my mom and dad, because in the 20th century, many parents gave all of this like power away to the medical community that was right. emerging in, yep. with scientific developments and technologies. And they were all enamored and in awe of it. And we're just, this is what you do. And um, there was a long history that preceded that to get to that point, to let it happen. And so my ailments and illnesses being that I was in a medical and pharmaceutical family, we're always met with a medicine, a drug, right. or many, including allergy injections for 10 years, you name it. And it was a learning that I got inadvertently, not a conscious from my parents. Here, we're going to let you do this so you can learn it. But it was like, okay, this is God going, this is how you're going to learn yeah. so that you can do something different. And I didn't know it while it was happening. And then you it have became a hammer, more, everything's a nail. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. and, and, it, and my, my uncle, the doctor, who was a medical doctor, when I looked up to, I was like, I want to be a doctor like you, Uncle Bob. <laughs> He's like, don't, you don't want to do that. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm your nephew. You're telling me I, I shouldn't be a doctor. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> like, that's all I want to do. And I didn't figure it out till I was in Embry University at 19 years of age, pre-med. And point blank asked these doctors who were some of the best about my conditions, my allergies, everything. And they said, we, we don't even know why you're sick. And I was like, okay, I'll give you points for honesty. But uh, I, I want to be well. You don't know why I'm sick. Well, wait, wait. You know, like you see, I'm leaving. I'm never coming back. There's good news. There's hope for you. Maybe one day you'll grow out of it. That message was like, okay, now if I do that to anybody else, if I'm a doctor and do all the drugs and all the things that I did that did to me, to anyone else, I would be miserable. Right. And then I understood what my uncle Bob was telling me. He saw my spirit. He's like, you will be miserable in this, in this situation. Now I didn't know of homeopathy until five years later mm -hmm. to go down the road of natural medicine, that it was even an option. That's how completely they eliminated. Right the history of a medicine in America to where I grew up, I'm 24 years old and I hear the word homeopathy for the first time. Like, wow, what does that tell you about those who erase and write history, control the present and the future? And, and so again, my journey was something that I had to, this keen interest in medicine and science. And yet when it came right down to it, if I applied it the way it's been applied to me, I would be disastrously miserable. And then God saw it Another path for me, I was sincere in asking the prayers. I, I My petition was to get well, to heal. Right. It wasn't a lightning bolt of healing. It was, no, no, no. You're going to learn this and this and this and, you know, and then you're going to be able to apply it for yourself and then help others. Right. And so, again, my journey was quite different, but it's fascinating how we are here to get all these years later for me, decades of, of working the way I have and befriending good people like yourself. Thank you. That have come to this more recently, even though you have this quite extraordinary background as a physician, also being an organic gardener farmer, and, and you understand the the beauty and, and majesty of creation and nature too. It's all too. a balance. Yeah. It's all a dance. Yeah. And, and, you know, you've heard me probably say in a talk or two, you know, health and wellness don't come from a pill, a needle, or a bottle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 3,000 years ago, Hippocrates, let thy food be thy medicine, let thy medicine be thy food. And we just look at the the sad, the standard American diet, and why are we unwell as a nation? It, it boils down to mm -hmm. what we opt, you know, to put into our bodies, certainly, 
But yeah. it also uh, what we ought not to put into our bodies. Yes, yes. And uh, we've certainly learned that over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And those of us in allopathic, allopathic medicine that, you know, I, I kind of made the break from the system about 20 years ago. I, I realized how corrupt the system was and went independent. Mm -hmm. Now I'm a pathologist, so I'm an observer. So um, years of you know, emergency medicine, family medicine, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. at the same time, you know, looking in the mirror years ago and going, huh, I'm not as healthy as I could be. And the universe says, hey, mm -hmm. take care of yourself. And I looked in the mirror and said, okay, I'm going to lose some weight. Yeah. Which I did. You should see this guy. He's <laughs> just felt all muscle, wiry. I'm like, dude, this is, you know, this is the guy. And he's out there dancing like crazy. I, I wish I could dance as well as he does. <laughs> I can keep moving. I don't call it dancing, but I can keep moving at that time. But it's, it's great to see because so many... Uh, people that go into the healing realm, they don't look like they're engaging in what they might try to tell you to do, right. which is. Yeah. And I, I like to joke. I don't go to the gym. I don't do CrossFit. I do crop fit. Crop fit. Yes. Hard, hardcore fitness based, based on 19th century farming practices, you know, throwing the bales to the lambs and the cows and lifting the feed bags mm -hmm. and walking a couple miles every day and, and just, you know, keeping the body in motion. You know, we're such a sedentary society and it's like, oh, well, I've got to pop this, got to take well, that. think about the history of humanity. When in history do we have a, a population that could be largely sedentary outside of the uber wealthy, like the kings right. and the queens? Yeah. Outside of that, we were all using our body we're almost outside. viciously. I mean, sunlight, it was like... Sunlight, sunlight, yeah. sunlight, mm -hmm. moving the body, being in nature, uh, getting dirt down yeah. our hands, under our fingernails, and and developing an immune system because you're being exposed to nature, yeah, homeopathically, a little by yeah. little, you know, yeah. you know, exposure to this, exposure to that, and your immune system's like, all right, we're tuned. But now we have this sterile environment, and people think that the, the um, one of the founders of the environmental movement, Aldo Leopold, wrote a book called The Sand County Almanac. Mm -hmm. He grew up in Michigan on a farm and the first line in the book is there are two mistakes in not growing up on a farm and that's thinking that all food comes from a grocery store right and right. all heat comes from a furnace and so we're so disconnected from the cycles of life and in this you know we're sitting here under all these fluorescents right lights, now, yeah. artificial uh -huh. light and 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 we you know artificial temperatures etc mm -hmm. we're just so maladapted to something we think is normal. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, we're we we're well adapted to mal yeah, we, you, you, <laughs> a mal environment. <laughs> you described me. You know, food <clears throat> comes from the grocery store, <clears throat> and heat comes from the thing. And you know, yesterday, of course, this is quite different. I've lived a number of lifetimes, I think, in this lifetime because I couldn't wait to get out of this place. Not because it wasn't a great event. It is a great event. Yeah, great people. Yeah. But the, I darted across the way, sat down outside. I was fasting, which I do every Friday. Yep. My friends were getting rid of their appetizers on before we had our meal later that night and i'm just like find me a spot in the sun they didn't want to get too hot i'm like you guys get in the shade i'm sitting out here in this full sun and i just closed my eyes and i just felt that's you know that's what i needed i craved that and yet i didn't know that growing up right and i and i still i, I garden i don't have a farm mm -hmm. but not something i ever did growing up as well so it's like the more i get out there the more happy i feel you know it's interesting there's even a microbe in the soil it's a mycobacterium mm -hmm. That is known to be an antidepressant. Yep. Yeah. It's the lotus exposure microbe. digging in the dirt. And that yeah. little microbe, you and inhale, a, you know, a few little spores of that. And your body great. and your brain goes, oh, 
nature. How about that? Mm-hmm. And coming back to the symptom and the opportunity to learn, I wanted to follow on that because my kids did learn because they did experiment a little bit here and there. And they knew immediately that the food was causing them to feel mm. either great or rotten. Definitely. And, and so I didn't have to convince them. You know, it's because other parents would ask, how do you get your kids to eat organic? It's like, well, that's all we do. And I've told them they have the freedom to eat whatever they want when they're out of the house. Just pay attention. Right. And, and it was an opportunity that I didn't have growing up. I had to learn it the hard way as an adult to kind of unlearn and relearn, if you will, if that's possible, about what symptoms mean, what they're trying to describe. And then follow, as a homeopath, we, we're guided by symptoms. Mm-hmm. Not that we're trying to suppress or squash symptoms, right. but they're communicating to us. It's, this it's means this telling this means you something, right? Yeah. And so my kids know that. And as adults, they're like, I don't have to worry about them. The, they figure out a hundred times more than the, the medical school flexion report curriculum right. knows to be able to prevent needing to le- reach for a drug. Even though I say, Hey, look, I know there's a place for all things. I never call for a ban of allopathic medicine. You know, unlike the, you know, the origins I, I mentioned in my, t- my talk in 1844, the American Institute of Homeopathy founded 1847, the AMA, the American Medical Association, specifically to target its competition for elimination, which they really put forward in the 20th century with Flexner Report. So there was and always has been an antagonism. I don't know necessarily that it's been orchestrated and organized from the homeopathic side, but I'm sure like Hahnemann, who developed it, was really pissed off at what he knew as a doctor beforehand and said, this is killing people. I want to do something different. Right. So there was sort of a natural antagonism, but I love to engage, you know, even with Peter McCullough mm-hmm. about these things. He says, well, I don't know about those things. And it's like, of course, you know, this is your training. This is well, what- I think this is key. You bring up a great point. And, and what we're finding now is this um, symbiosis and, and synergy because so many allopathic docs over these last couple of years and all the disaster we've lived through, we're going, huh. And, and, and again, me personally, many years ago, yeah. do I take a few medicines? I do. You know, I have a couple of conditions, lost my thyroid to an autoimmune attack, blah, blah, blah. A lot of things that were environmental that probably caused it. Mm-hmm. But do I live closer to nature now than I ever have? You bet I do. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, do I... Every illness, do I go running to a doctor or a hospital? Oh, I know. I'm like, okay, what do I need to eliminate? What do I need to change? And so <clears throat> Dr. Corey, Dr. Merrick, the FLCCC, and so many other different groups, they're, they're saying, hey, look, natural medicine, natural medicine, natural medicine, these things that have been suppressed in the education mm. process for the, your average allopathic doctor. I mean, yeah. Um, you know, do we know everything? Absolutely not. Do you know everything? I doubt it. No. And, and but do we work together now? Yeah. yeah. And that's the cool thing is we're, we're, we're the open-minded, curious people learning together about health and wellness. And, yeah. and I'll go back to that, you know, health and wellness, it's not in a pill, it's not right. in a bottle, it's not in a needle. Mm-hmm. And you got to, you got to, you know, the closer you can get back to the real normal cycles of life, yeah, that Goldilocks effect in moderation in all things. I think the better off we are. Certainly. And, and, and this is where, when I talk about the history and the antagonism between schools of thought and medicine, you can see it within homeopathy, within chiropractic, mm-hmm. within every field there is an antagonistic. And it's so life itself or something is orchestrated to create conflict between right. people that wouldn't normally be in conflict. And then they go into something and then they, they're played and they play along. Yeah. And what we're seeing with COVID is finally the breaking through of that artificial divide. Right. It's been a, yeah. it, it's been a curse, obviously, but it's been a blessing. Too. Right. And, yeah. and, you know, in my talk yesterday, you saw me say, look, there's a silver lining to all of this. And that's 
So not to talk about your silver, but <laughs> no, no, it's not right. <laughs> but no, no, but bringing people together, yeah, and bring a tribe of people together that are open-minded, that are critical thinkers, that want to learn, want to optimize health, and so we've we've found a new way, mm-hmm. and are finding a new way. You know, yeah, the system is obviously broken. Um, yeah, we we're forging a path that is quite unique in history because again, the history of humanity is, you know, tribalism yep. and warfare and conquering. And, you know, like Bruce Lipton, cellular biologist, talks I love about Bruce, yeah. oh, Bruce is amazing, talks about, you know, what was wrong about Darwinism. How, and he went into great detail of that mm-hmm. with our friend Dr. Batar uh, before, yeah. you know, a few weeks God before he died. Soul, yeah. One of the final interviews I, w- I had him on on Tuesday, and then he was gone by Thursday morning. It was like a shock to us all. And yeah, and one of my colleagues, Dr. Burkhart, just passed two days ago, heard, a yeah. pathologist who was doing pioneering work on the spike protein. Mm-hmm. So and we've we've lost some some amazing yeah heroes. amazing souls yeah, yeah. really <laughs> and and you know our journey at this point is to not fall prey to the same divisions or artificial divides. And and, and what I see coming together, the heart of the healer that got got in it for the right reason, ended up on whatever path for whatever reason, you know, my path was unique and different for the, you know, and, and this is an amazing thing happening that we find um, a collegiality, a common ground, uh, even a great affection for one another in the midst of all of these challenges that is, removed from the puppet strings that have been pulling on our right. professions for, for decades, centuries, you know, arguably millennia to do it different. And we're challenged to do it. And it doesn't mean we're not going to be challenged to kind of draw back into our corners because that's the way, you know, we, we can't have these people getting along. <laughs> what will happen if they, you know, talk to one another and find out this works. Got to get works, back and, to our tribe. Right, exactly. Sharpen our sword. So tribalism becomes different when you start seeing each other, I think, more in a, with spiritual eyes. Yeah, the othering is is never good. Mm-hmm. And you know, do I agree with everybody a hundred percent on it? Everything never. No, no, doesn't but, happen. But I think having that open mind, open heart to learn from others, yeah. so that you're like, oh wow, oh they're doing that better than we can, and hey, they're doing that part better than we can, etc. It it's it's not either or. It's mm-hmm. let's find the best. It's improv. Yes, and yes, and I love that. Yeah. 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 As my daughter lives by that. She put it on the back of her uh-huh. graduation announcement, the five rules of improv. And it's yes. And, and exactly. It's uh, beautiful. Now, now, let me ask you this, because you know, this is an impromptu little discussion mm-hmm. here, which I love is living examples to try and show people, hey, we can talk about these things. We can engage, debate, discuss, even find disagreement and still be amazing pals, friends throughout life here. Um, you are working and you told me you're working on a book. You know, mm-hmm. it's like one of those things. Everybody's asking, where's your book? You've been right, presenting right, right. so much great information. Tell a little bit about uh, what you're planning to do, what's what's evolving. And I know it's not ready yet, but just kind of give us insight into your thoughts about what you've gone through and what needs to come out of you. Yeah, so gone through, gone through a lot, you know, as you know, trying to tell the truth, trying to expose what's happened, uh, knowing from the get-go the science was bad and the science was corrupted and, and a lot of lies were being told by governments around the world. And a lot of people were harmed. And... You know, as I've traveled 400,000 miles in the last 22 months, wow. just trying to get the truth out and, uh, and you know, making big bucks as in zero doing it. Um, I, uh, the question I get everywhere, because a lot of people, you know, fell prey to the, the propaganda and whatnot, un- unfortunately. And so I got the shot. I didn't. Yeah. Not saying I didn't. No, but I that's didn't. the thing. But I got the I shot. Got the I got the shot. People say now it. Now what? Yeah. Now what? Yeah. And that's what I'm writing. 
And I'm hoping to have it finished by the end of this month and hopefully on bookshelves in July sometime. Um, because that is, that is the question. A lot of people yeah. are like, okay, I, you know, jab regret. I, I understand. I'm not judging anyone. You know, if you got one, don't get two, two, mm-hmm. don't get three, et cetera. But yeah. if you never got one, please never get a lipid nanoparticle shot of any, any sort. So in basic science terms, I'm not, I mean, this isn't going to be a PhD level book. I want people to understand, but you know, what you try to do, what I try to do and, and what we as a team, humanity, team spirit, mm-hmm. trying to do is optimize health. And, you know, we're seeing excess death increasing. We're seeing sudden deaths increasing. Mm-hmm. And so people are concerned. I don't want to scare people, but I want to inform people so that they can be their own best doctor. And I always say that, look, the best doctor you're, you're ever going to meet is here right now. And, you know, some people, oh, that's arrogant. I'm like, no, it's you. <laughs> yes. It's you. You are your own best doctor. Nobody knows your body, that intuitive thing you were talking about with your kids. where Correct. They, they yeah. figured it out. Nobody knows your body better than you. And, you know, yep. you get that 15 minutes if you're lucky with your doctor, you know, sometimes 30 or a good integrative practitioner, maybe an hour sometimes. Um, you know the signals in your body. You know the things that you respond to that you don't respond to or if you don't it's time to start paying attention and exactly. make it a, a, a dictionary of your own right yeah. journaling is great okay i did this and then this happened yeah. or i didn't do this and then i felt like this and so it's it's that inputs or or you know it's a language uh, you know on so many levels if we talk about i learned english i learned a little hebrew you know whatever it is and the body language is the thing we were never in our Western mindset, reductionist thinking, as well as allopathic domination of our, our education system, never did I remember any time going, hey, you know, if you have this symptom, this is what it means. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. what basic biology, I mean, they could go, all right, this is food poisoning, right? But that's about it. Yeah, but mind, body, spirit. And, yeah. And, and this mm-hmm. affects that, turns on this gene, turns off yeah. that gene. Your thought processes can turn genes all on and off. Yeah. And it's more than just this compound, that compound. Mm-hmm or this molecule, that molecule, this atom, that atom. So you have to, yeah, you have to view yourself as one whole, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, oh, I'm going to go to the heart doctor, the lung, lung right. doctor, the kidney doctor. The, the isolate doctor. The, the yeah. uh, left toenail doctor. Yeah, it's like, no, it. no, 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 you are, you, are an organ, you are a whole, mm-hmm. a whole mind, a whole body, a whole spirit. And if you don't take care of all of those things, things can get out of balance. And so... Obviously, you know, we, li- we live in a hyper-medicalized world. Yes. And, and medicine is not always the answer. No, and if, and if we did know the language of the body and, and the connections, cause and effect connections, as yeah. opposed to the, well, we don't know why. Uh, but keep coming to us. I got this. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I always um, have, I, maybe have an answer and it costs a gajillion dollars. Yeah. No. <laughs> we, we know that the, the allopathic profession would be far smaller and maybe not as profitable, certainly for the pharmaceutical industry, because fewer people would be taking drugs, but that's the whole point when you realize it's a business model, not a healing model. Yeah, and and I, I think the challenge in allopathic medicine, it's a beast that keeps just feeding itself. Mm-hmm. And the goal of any good doctor is to put himself out of business, yes. him or herself. Yeah. Because doctor means teacher in Latin. Mm-hmm. And if I'm teaching my patient what to do with their health, then... The end goal of any doctor is to end up having their whole patient population healthy and well. And if they were teaching properly, their patient would come and say, doctor, I'm healed, I'm well, Mm -hmm. I don't need you. And then that should be its own reward. 
Well, and that is what we bring up at toward the end of the documentary film we did, Utah Safe and Effective, question mark. And we brought up these institutional conflicts of interest, but then that one of those conflicts of interest is that a certain particular paradigm, if you will, of medicine is only profitable when you are sick as a patient, right. when we can manage sickness or arguably create it and then manage it. Yeah. And so the entire system is set up not to empower, not mm-hmm. to teach people how to heal themselves so you're not needed. My point of this to any doctor who's afraid of if I actually teach people how to get well, they won't need me, is that there are always going to be people that are not well, yeah. that need help. It's just not going to be everybody all of the time. Right. We so it's a, a dip- sick society, a chronically yeah. sick society. Yeah. And, and, you know, so the question is, you, each individual, we have to look in the mirror or look to God and go, all right, what is our role? What is our mission? And again, I come back to my dear Uncle Bob, departed Uncle Bob. God bless you. I love you. Who said, you will be miserable if you do this. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't happy as a doctor. Mm-hmm. He was only happy in the last few months of his life when he was under oncological care for many years because mm-hmm. he was having cancer. And then uh, he finally gave up on it. It was killing him. It was miserable. And he gave up and he, he started painting. You know, I saw him in the last few months of his life. I've never seen him happier. Wow. And it was like, whoa. But he accepted the, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to be. And he was dutiful and he was great at it. But he was not happy. And he saw that in me and didn't want that for me. And I mean, that was the love that makes me want to cry thinking about yeah. it, you know, about because I didn't know the depth of that sure. relationship until much later, even now uncovering and discovering it. And so this is not me saying, don't be a doctor or any, but mm-hmm. follow your bliss. What is it to be guided in? Some people, I had the only vision of being a doctor is this one way until it was beaten out of me to say, no, no, there's a whole lot of healing going on outside of just one way. But, but, but if I don't do this, then this, okay, we can always come up with that, but let the spirit guide you to be, you know, why are you here? What is your mission and purpose? And don't let the limitations of that outer world that's very materialistic and reductionist direct you because you may end up in a high level of oppression, very respected, but miserable in it. I guess right. that's, you know, a little bit of my yeah, uncle. I love that you keep on bringing up that reductionist term because mm-hmm. we reduce things, reduce things, reduce things. Yeah. And, and I think seeing things on a bigger level is, is so enlightening. Yeah. Uh, you know, stepping outside just, you know, when people say, well, what do you do? What do you do for a living? Well, and then you identify as your work. Right, like, right. No, no, no. I, who are you as a person? Who are you as a whole? I mean, what what enlightens your spirit? What gives you joy? What brings you joy? What things make you smile and laugh and and yeah. and make you happy and joyous? Those are the things that are going to bring health and wellness to your mind. And then when your mind is well, then your body tends to be well along with it you know the greatest thing about these events coming together like we've done for now a number of years uh is not so much the learning although the learning is awesome because mm-hmm. i love to learn new sure. things but my greatest memories are about the laughter mm-hmm. the coming together yeah. and the joy and the celebration yeah. going out dancing with the, the, the yeah. piano yeah. these are the things that we often miss because we take life all so seriously and yes there are serious aspects to life and there are life and death issues i acknowledge that but we can be distracted into forgetting the joy of life, the gift of Amen. life. hundred percent. And, and, and so, you know, when I was a kid, we, you know, back in the, take your, uh, take your uh, film to uh, the, take your film to the Kodak little hut thing. And then mm. go a week later, yes, pick up your pictures right? and yep. we put the photo albums together. Now we can just flip through our phones and mm. find the pictures. 
But I agree with you. When I go through these conferences where we all get to meet and learn, and yeah, knowledge is my drug of choice. I yes, tell yes. people that's. But to, to look at the the phone, like, you know, cutting a rug, dancing last night together and, mm. and well, friends and whatnot, it was like, I look back at those pictures and I'm like, oh, that was a great conference. Oh, look at those smiles. You know, look at that laughter. Look at that joy. Yeah. Look at that connection. Look at that yeah. family. Look at those friends. Mm-hmm. And and instead of focusing on, you know, yeah, life can be hard. You bet. That's, that's part of this human experience. Mm-hmm. But if we realize how much joy is available and how much joy we can have, gosh, what does that do for health? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, the vulnerability to be thrown back into that let's say real intense emotions, which are part of life as well, but being manipulated into the fear, the sadness, the depression, yeah. the anger, and forgetting about the joyful side of things, because we, you know, there are people that focus there and I understand why, which is, you know, when I present on these issues, I, I, I got to focus on, here's what you can do. This is it. You can do this. You can do this. Right. And that whole idea of being a teacher, doctor, is like, I love teaching people that they can do it themselves. Yeah. For me, that's one of the greatest things when I see the light go on for these people. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It was so complicated. I thought there was no way. And then I found out it's this, it's this, it's this. And, you know, you got to find out, you, you know, simple nuances for yourself that might be different. But my gosh, stay connected to the source of all healing. Yeah. And, and I brought up in my talk, you know, the real pandemic was fear. Mm-hmm. And what is fear? false expectations as real and people live that way in that anxiety and that panic and that sympathetic tone and what we should really live with is hope and my acronym for that is helping ourselves and others plan prepare and play every day mm-hmm. eternally oh, that's beautiful and, yeah you know it just Mm-hmm. Life is beautiful, and and we forget that, and we get in our day to day. Don't get me wrong, you know, mm-hmm. we all have our day to day must dos, and we get the day do- feed the dogs on the farm, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> and feed the lambs and the cows. Every mm-hmm. every animal needs their food too. But yeah, but but after the the must dos and the drudgeries, don't forget to find joy in the day to day. And 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 to your to your point, mm-hmm. where does that joy come from? And acknowledge it. I think, yeah. I think it's so important. And I love acknowledging it in others when you see that yes. spark and you go, yes. And it's mm-hmm. like, could be completely out of my realm of knowledge base or even interest, but to see somebody lit up because they're connected to that, mm-hmm. you know, that purpose and we come together, we're all different. As Dr. Cole said, there's never a time when you're hundred percent in agreement with anybody. You, th- right. you think you just keep drilling down, you'll find a disagreement, but that's how it's designed to be. And we've gotten to the point where we're afraid of those things and, for me, I engage not because I love argument, although that can be fun to do that. Sure. But it's to, to just find that joy in somebody that has this passion, they're following it. And wow, the friendships that I've made over this, through this. And, um, you know, I'm encouraging all of y'all to, if you have an opportunity to travel, I know that they've locked, they've locked us down once. They'd like to do it again. But if you don't comply, if you don't play into it, they can only do so much to limit your experience here. We participate, we engage, and we also, let's say, comply, come into agreement with others that are not aligned with our, our mission, purpose, and spirit. Yeah. And that's a choice we, we have. And that's a good thing, too, ultimately. I've had to learn the hard way in a lot of ways that, oh, man, I thought that was my choice, but they had limited the choices to this mm. and this. And it was like, well, was that really a choice? And that was Dr. Batar's final message from his spiritual journey. You know, agency, freedom, choice, and that choosing between getting a shot and having the job or not is not a real choice. That's somebody else 
gauging and removing you from free will and pretending it is. Right. Uh, so that was a very powerful message. And I, you know, I appreciate Dr. Batar so much, his journey, his life, his mission. We got to share a lot of time together on this journey, but uh, man, what a powerful message that he left at that point. Yeah. And it, it's that living inside a box and realizing there's a whole world outside of that box. And I think that's really yeah. where, where the adventure begins is realizing that I love that example because it isn't this binary, this right. this choice. It's like you know what, you know, there's a whole world to explore beyond that, and and to be confined by others that want to take away your sovereignty of soul and mind and body. Mm-hmm. That's not a world I want to live in. Homie, don't play that game. No, exactly. That's right. We don't do that. <laughs> and I hope you don't either. But this is part of the learning ground that we're on to, to find out, oh, my gosh, I played in that sandbox. I know why I was miserable now. Yeah. Others might try to direct you to out of it. And you're not ready. You're like, no. And I don't I care if you're deeper. nine or 90. Start mm-hmm. that joy journey today. Today. Exactly. Well, Dr. Ryan Cole, I could sit here and talk with you for days and we'd probably go. Did we eat? We forgot to eat. <laughs> I haven't know, eaten today. No, I'm, like, I'm on my 24-hour fast right now right? so far. Kind of like those kids with the Hot Pockets. Not I'm doing. I'm not engaging in Hot Pockets. <laughs> no, that was me. back in history, right? <laughs> uh, but the idea of being so immersed in something that you forget to do something. But don't do that to your detriment. Uh, but find that joy and celebration with one another uh, like we do. It, it, you know, we're not always in that space. It's a blissful place. But this is the, you know, this is the journey. And uh, find people that will uplift you just by their presence. And you be that person for somebody else or many other people. And, man, life transforms for the better. No matter what's going on around you or in what's in the news that you, you know, don't want to engage in too much or maybe at all. And Dr. Ryan Cole is a living example of that. I know because I see his spirit <laughs> the first time I met him. And we enjoy uh, this celebration of this thing called life. And, and the challenges are part of it. And we're here for a time such as this. Amen. And uh, recognize that God didn't give you the spirit of fear. And also you have all the tools to get through the most deepest and darkest of days because you're still here. Uh, and just stay connected to the source of all that wisdom, all that healing. And it isn't me as a doctor or homeopath or any of us. It's about your connection to the divine. Uh, so that's the message I'd like to leave today. And Dr. Cole, anything else? I, c- I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. So, you know, always a joy to see you. Always a pleasure. And uh, love those around you. Yeah, and remember, the power to heal is yours. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. Conversations continue here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Happy Sunday. The sweet, subtle sounds. Why of are we here on us? Why am I here on a Sunday? Wait a minute. What's going How on? How did here? you get roped into this? Sunday. You're just you're just that awesome. You know, it's like, hey, we got a Ryan Cole interview from the Boise, Idaho event a couple of weeks ago now, and it doesn't fill the whole time. So, let's talk. It's still good. It's still good. But uh, yeah, half half of a a Sunday conversation there. Yeah. And if you're listening live on Sunday, it's the, I believe, the 11th of June. Wait a minute. How come it says you're me? That is a strange thing. Hold on. You're visually watching this. I'm now SB, not RSB. You are. Supernaut will take care of that. There we go. Thank you. Not SD. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Anyway, we we got. uh, I don't know what to chat about with you. I, uh, one of the things I know today, we had promoted this. We had some interviews of our, my friend, our friend, I could say at this point, Ann Archer Butcher, and Archer. Uh, she had so many stories from her book, Inner Guidance, years ago we covered. And then she got the five blue ring story. She's filled with stories. And she's at the uh, Spiritual Awakenings International Free Conference today, if you want to catch it. 
Um, and she's talking about her miraculous dolphin rescue from a shark attack so many years ago off the coast of uh, um, Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. And I always thought, man, there's some the cool, really cool stuff that can happen when you're over oh, there. It is, yeah. So uh, uh, if you want to learn about how miracles can occur, they don't Dude, have to be grandiose. You know, he, yeah. here's my here's my question on this. We've had her on the show numerous times. Yes. Uh, how did she get to be to become like the 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 one that de- that got chosen in the whole universe mm-hmm. to have all of these crazy experiences where it's just you know I was I was, I was I was sitting in my living room and a yeah. water buffalo showed up outside <laughs> on the lawn. It's like what? Yeah. What you know, aliens came down and you know, it's like what you know? Yeah. She has so many stories about stuff and you're Incredible just like listening. You're like, come on. Yeah, it's incredible. How and did, it's, how did it's, you get how did you get get the 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 pull the straw, you know, that, right? that got chosen for that stuff? It's a it's a great question about anything. I mean, I I suppose we could look at anybody's life super D and go, how did you get the, you know, to do that that and that or whatever. But yes, in Anne's case, it's really extraordinary because there's so many stories that, you know, thread through lessons and things that were needed just in the moment and it, whether it was for her or for her students or things like that. And yeah, uh, I, you know what? I listen to people like her mm-hmm. and I go, man, I have a boring life, <laughs> you know? I mean, really, you know, it's just like, how, where, where, where's my oh, giant elephant? You know, I mean, it's you, like, where, where do you go? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, you know, if you don't go anywhere, <laughs> there's limitations on some of these experiences perhaps, you know, and she's traveled in that, that way, uh, I guess, but I don't know. Yeah. Are you complaining or you're like, I can handle my boring life? You know, I kind of, you know, sort of. Yeah. I am sort of. Yeah. You know, it's funny because it's, it's, you know, this conversation comes up from time to time. I've, we, I've talked about this on the air before and I was, mm-hmm. I was mentioned this to my wife the other day. Yeah. You know, that, you know, we talk about, this is actually an appropriate, uh, we were sitting here going, what are we going to talk about? What Monday are we going to talk about? Well, here we go. Yeah. Um, is about, you know, the people that, that we've talked to on this show. Mm-hmm. And people that I run into and stuff like that that have this this I I don't want to use the word religious, mm-hmm. but it's something it is kind of religious for some people. But sure. this 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 sense of of knowledge and knowing of mm-hmm. how things are and how things are going to be and where yeah. we're going when we're done here and does where that we came you? from. Does it annoy me? Mm-hmm. It you know it used to because I'm thinking it used to. I have a little bit of that in my existence too. You know. Little, do you uh well not the annoyance part i don't think <laughs> okay the knowingness that you're describing you know the comfort and confidence and knowing things as a man i and, you know and it's not that i haven't i haven't like looked around during my life because i have I've, I've been experienced to a number of different religions yeah uh and things and stuff like that and then they're interesting mm-hmm. you know and stuff but you know at the end of the day I, I'm still left with, well, that was interesting, but I think these people are cuckoo. Nothing resonates with it. Does, it's just like, but and, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to be offensive. <laughs> when I say people are cuckoo, I mean not that they literally are like insane or that I think less of oh, them they, or they I look down my crazy. nose at them, but I, I can't relate. I cannot, I cannot like make that connection where it's just like, how do you you don't know how do you know you're you can't know materialistic self super you know what and you know what and you know we've talked about this before that there was a time where i was i was the david gorski mm-hmm. i i was that you know yeah. that guy yeah uh 
and I despise that now, but there's little pieces of it that are still kind of stuck in my brain mm-hmm. where it's just like, I look at these things and I go, okay, well, all you have to do is believe, just believe that it's yeah. true and then it'll be true. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know how to do that. Right. I, I, I just don't know how to do that. And so I envy people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a number of them that come on the show more now than used to. Yeah. Because we've kind of opened up the door you know, to, uh, to, you know, these topics on, on a more <clears throat> regular basis, we regular yeah. basis, but you know, it's like, I, I hear people talk about, you know, like, Oh, well, you know, this is going to happen and that's how it is and whatever. And they seem to have this, this overwhelming like peace and, 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 and tranquility, you know, and they don't worry about things in life and they just have like a, there's a plan, you know, it's yeah. like, they just follow the plan. Uh, you know, for me, I wake up every day and it's just like, I have no plan, you know, it's just like <laughs> the things are going to happen. And oh my gosh, you know, put this fire out and whatever. Yeah. Um, and so I, I kind of, I, I envy people like that because it's like, man, I could use some of that, yeah. but I don't know. How, I don't know how it's like, how do you get there? Well, I mean, everybody gets there differently, which is, so kind there's of a question that's for you. That's not and, a and you only, you only have, you only have uh, 10 minutes to, 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 uh, to no, explain I got, the meaning of life to me. I got so, 15 minutes. Easy. Okay. Uh, you know, anyway. how you get there is different for everybody. And that's not a cop-out answer to the question. No. I mean, and I understand that everybody has their own, their own way. And it, and, and, you know, the logical part of my brain, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was brought up in, in, uh, you know, uh, in a in kind of a strict religious household. Yeah. Didn't work very well for me, but <laughs> that, you know, that's how I was brought well, up. A lot of people it doesn't work for. Yeah. I mean, that's just part but, of the thing. What resonates so with you? I, I understand the concept of, you know, that you, when you search for Mm -hmm. it and you do it, uh, earnestly and you, you, you know, you allow yourself to be vulnerable and and open yourself up Mm -hmm. to, to receive that answer. Um, then, then you're, then you'll find it, you know, if you look for it the right way. Um, and so I don't know, I, again, I don't even know what that means, but seek and you shall find, you heard those statements. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. When the uh, student is ready, the teacher appears, all of that. And, you know, my story, many times I've told you about my healing story uh, and and the request for healing that didn't come as a a magic lightning bolt from the sky. So it wasn't the, oh, my gosh, the heavens opened up and the dolphins appeared, right? It wasn't that. (laughs) Um, You know, in many ways, it was uh, also that because, uh, you know, I described the lightning strike for me as the, the book that appeared, you know, at the age of 19 at my friend's house and how that opened me up to what I called the grounding into spiritual law, spiritual principles that gave me uh, the, the capacity or let's say the tools to experience the things that like we read about and hear about. And it's kind of like what we, you know, when Anne talks about all these amazing stories and I'm like, okay, that's fascinating. Is there a way I could have some of those? Mm-hmm. And I don't have them exactly like her. No one does. Uh, but I've had plenty of times where, inexplicable things happen right at the moment it needed to happen. And so, you know, my journey. And I've experienced those too. You know, where it's just like, man, I I, I mean, I could tell you through my own experience, you know, Mm -hmm. it's been a a journey for me. Yeah. I I think if I explain to people where I came from and what I've been through, you know, Mm -hmm. they probably need counseling. (laughs) But, um, you know, I mean, I, over time, as I've gotten older, you know, I've figured out some things. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, for the longest time, 
when I was having some sort of challenge. Yeah. My instinct was take it head on, boy. I'm just gonna just roll up my sleeves and get you know get my hammer and my and my you know <laughs> I'm just gonna you know make this be what it is it's supposed to be. And mm-hmm. then it, 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 over time, kicking my own rear, you <laughs> yeah. know, enough times, yeah, I tried something different. Mm-hmm. I just kind of went, okay, it's gonna be whatever it's supposed to be, and I'm just gonna get out of the way and let it happen the way it's supposed to happen, and and you know be humble about it right 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 and then then things started to started to work themselves out miraculously it was like you know holy cow you know the the, things that you could i got out of the way in the situation i dealt with it and everything was okay and things would happen and and solutions would present themselves and stuff like that it was really it was it was crazy uh so you know, I, I understand. I understand that that part of it, and I I, I look at that as progress. Yeah, um, I, I think so. But it's just like one little tiny piece of the puzzle, though. You know, again, you know, as I look at people that have all the answers, and I go, you, you know, my instinct is to go prove it. Yeah. Right. Right. That, that's that old that that old programming, right? You know, that still exists. You know, it's like mm-hmm. prove it, prove it. Prove it. No, no, I don't do that literally. I don't get in people's faces like I used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not that, that how guy. How do you, I guess, prove it in in a sense? If it's my experience, how do I prove it to you? You know, that, you don't need where, to. Yeah, I know, but but at right. the same time, your statement, prove it, like, and I know it's not a direct assault on somebody. You're like thinking those things, but that's it may come across of, that way. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I'm not. I'm not wanting to prove people wrong. No. I'm wanting to understand it. Sure. Sure. I, I think that, uh, you know, these unique experiences are uniquely for us. And many times we don't share them, but sometimes like in the case of Anne or others that they're called to share the stories because it may inspire others to uh, maybe a deeper understanding of their own life or pathway or open them up to the possibility of things they had never considered before. You know, these extraordinary stories, do, I mean, they impact us. I mean, we have great memories of, of, of covering this and many others. I mean, even was it on, on Friday's show, we had a new guest on and she was like in the high level finance thing and that just didn't fulfill her, you know, that chase for the material stuff, even at the, as she was successful at it and found, you know, she, she wanted to be a healer, healing, you know, something that was somewhat esoteric in terms of quantum sciences, quantum entanglement, quantum fields that I try to make sound scientific because I believe it is ultimately, even if it can't be necessarily proven through double blind peer reviewed multi-centered trials, you know, like my, my being drawn into homeopathy, which has been studied and there have been peer reviewed articles on it. And even some double blinded studies done on it. In fact, the origin of homeopathy was utilizing that concept of placebo and blinding studies to figure out, you know, does it work? Does it not beyond placebo if that's possible? And so, but as I said, as many times on the show, whether a Gorski believes it or not, or even someone who's not like that, who's just simply won't believe anything, no matter what, it isn't about me trying to convince anybody of anything, but trying perhaps to inspire people to their own, you know, whatever their journey is to get on it. If it's beyond just the, uh, you know, something that they feel is too mundane or not right, or, or they were on a path and you were even successful at it and it's just not fulfilling their hearts, not singing, you know, what makes your heart sing? Uh, and you know, for a large part of, I have to assess from working with you that 
you do enjoy a lot of the, the skills that you've developed in, in broadcast media, whether it be from a radio origin point, the things you do so well to put the show together, you know, before I even show up. I mean, there might be some things about it, like, you know, anything will go, well, that part I could do a little less or do without, but in some way uh, that we've been on this journey to do something that's a little bit more fulfilling and help helpful, if not to us, than to others that, gives me certainly the feeling of like, yeah, we're doing something really good here and have been for a long time. And occasionally we do get the thank yous from people that say that. Yeah, it's true. It's hard to believe we've been doing this for as long as we've been doing it. Right? <laughs> it is, isn't it? I mean, you've been doing it longer than I have, but <clears throat> every once in a while, you know, just I'll sit there and go, I've been doing this for 18 years. Mm -hmm. How did that happen? Yeah. 18 years. That's like, it's amazing. You blink really and there, you know, holy cow. It's been a, been a while. The toolkit, the spiritual toolkit, perhaps. And and I think in terms of uh, everybody's got a unique way of experience. So my wife and I did a, a workshop a couple, a few weeks ago on what was called past life dreams and soul travel. And we did the soul travel one. It's like, wow, that sounds really cool. And it, it really, there's a lot of layers to that in the, in the workshop. And some of it is just a transformation of uh, consciousness, the change of consciousness isn't so much traveling from place to place, but an awareness that shifts, for instance, you know, and remember Dr. Batar used to say where attention goes, energy flows, that kind of thing that you could uh, focus on, on areas or, or realities that seem far afield to you uh, it could be through memories as such. And you begin to experience them and you begin to realize that you have some, some modicum of control over them as opposed to being things that happen to you, right? You begin to engage in, uh, a little bit more active path in trying to understand the world around you or the world within you. And it, it may work for some people to read the Bible and be inspired that way and others it, it doesn't. And so what am I to say about that is that, as you know, I'm very sensitive about that. I don't try to offend people of different religious views uh, for purpose. It doesn't, I don't enjoy doing that. Even if they do get offended, it isn't because we intend to, but it's to recognize, man, there's a zillion different ways to open up to something more than whatever we think is yeah. reality. I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I just, I just have to kind of retreat back to my, my stance of whatever it works for you. Cool. Mm -hmm. that it works for you. Um, I, I know, you know, there are people that read the Bible all the time. Sure. I try yeah. and read the Bible and I fall asleep. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, it doesn't the, it doesn't resonate with you in the same way. It doesn't grab you intellectually or in you know, a passionate no, heart. No, I mean there's way. a good example of what I was talking about. Yeah. Some people can read the Bible and they say, Oh, you know, they, they they like do Bible study. You know, my sister does that. Sure. And they have, you know, people come over to each other people's houses and stuff and they read the Bible and stuff like that. And that's great. My dad used to do that. Mm -hmm. Um you know, and and I'll oh well let me read this 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 passage to you. You know, thee, they, thou, and the stuff in the lane of the, with the begat, the son of whoever. And, you know, and I'm just like, okay, okay, cool. Um, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being, I'm not, no, you know, whatever. I'm just saying, this is what comes into my ears. Yeah. And they're just like, and that, you know, I, that, that really, you know, struck me as we, and I'm just like, what struck you? Yeah. I mean, what, did you drop the Bible and it struck you in the head? Or, I mean, I don't what do you mean? It's, you know, it's like. They, they have connections to these things. And I'm just like, yeah. Okay. And you're happy for them to have yeah, that. Of course. Absolutely. Like, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not criticizing anybody. I'm not mocking anybody. I have a very mocking type of personality. So if it comes <laughs> so across I that way, I'm noticed. sorry. I haven't. But noticed. that, no. 
But you know, I'm just saying to me in my brain, I'm just going, okay, yeah. good for you, but I have no idea what you're how, how you're making that connection. Yeah. Well, I, I think there's a purpose when people come together to do Bible study, or let's just say any spiritually uplifting text that people come together and talk about or read and share. Uh, we call that. Do the Jews do uh, um, Torah study? Torah study, yeah. Hebrew school, the, the, things like that. The Muslims do Quran study? Yeah, certainly. Yeah. But that's the thing. If, if it doesn't resonate, maybe you find that it does by getting in the group. But if it doesn't, then what am I to say? And, and I talked about this as well, the parable of the, you know, the, the, the preacher who's uh, petting a cat on a, on a fence. And from a distance, you're like, that cat doesn't look happy. And you get closer and closer. And you see this preacher petting the cat backwards against the grain of his fur and, and saying, turn around, turn around, turn around. Mm. And, and rather than doing that, which is like, if, if we were to throw you in a Bible study and say, just figure it out, just you keep doing it. And you're like, dude, I'm just not working for me. <laughs> Instead of going, all right, let's find something that resonates with Super Don. You know, and that may be up to you to find, not necessarily a preacher that says, okay, let me turn the cat, let me pet the right way. But how do, how do you resonate? What, what is the communication? What are the, the, the things that go, oh, oh, I sense that. I feel that. I want to, I want to explore more of that. Uh, and, and if you haven't found that exactly what that is, I mean, again, that's an exciting part of, hey man, I've got some more stuff to figure out here. You know, or it can be frustrating. Damn, I, I see these other people that seem to have it and I don't, you know. <laughs> it's just, I, yeah, I, I have found that for me and I'm uh, pleased that I have. And I love, you know, doing this together with you as well as dropping in the spiritual stuff. That's why these Sunday conversations have been fun for me, wherever people are coming from, from various different belief systems. I dig it because I enjoy people that have, that are sparked that you, you sense they have that love, that passion, that commitment to something like that. And, uh, for me, that's uplifting to interact with people like that doesn't mean I have to believe exactly what they believe. I'm not in any way harmed by the fact that they believe differently. I, again, I, I like to see what fires people up, what opens their heart. All right. Yeah. Maybe I'll ponder it uh, next weekend when I'm at the beach. That's, that's a great place. Right. To be. Yeah. It is. It is really, I think that's probably the one, the, the, the place where I, I can find a connection to mm -hmm. the, the, you know, how amazing like nature is and stuff. Yeah. Um, Cause there's a whole, whole different energy. Mm -hmm. when you're there and stuff. So I don't know. Can I, can I, is there like, can I, can I worship like um, mm -hmm. the ocean or something? People can do whatever they want. I guess. You're right? created to be able to have that freedom. Who was the God of the sea? I can't remember. Poseidon. Poseidon. There you go. Poseidon. Right. Okay. That would be blasphemous. Blasphemous. To blasphemy people, but... super done. <clears throat> Look, just get out there and enjoy it and be, be in that place where you feel it. And, and you know, it. You're, you've been drawn to that for a long time. So I'm so grateful that you can get back there for a little bit, even yeah. oh, that would be nice. Um, there are a lot of upcoming events. I'm not going to go through them. all. just check it out at upcoming events tab at robertscottbell.com. Of course, uh, if you are physically challenged, particularly, we have so many options and uh, ways to get over those ailments uh, and uh, through dietary supplements, through foods, through different things. Uh, you know, the energy bits are amazing. All of these things have discount codes and super done. You put a tab at the Robert Scott Bell show. I forget. It's like more. And then you click down and it, and it gives you all the discount codes for everything that we utilize here and want you to Correct. plug into. Uh, and that includes Folium PX, Folium products. My mom's doing great on it. We continue to learn about other people like G. Edward Griffin, who's doing great with it. So if you go to foliumpx.com, uh, use the code RSB10 to get 10%. There it is, Super Don showing it, the advertiser discount code. So 
Yeah, there are the energy bits at RSB20. We got the folium at RSB10. We got various different links that go direct sovereign silver, sovereign copper for 20% off, Cardio Miracle, uh, the Silverite, uh, uh, Nutritional Frontiers, of course, RSB15, Choose to Be Healthy has RSB5. They carry a lot of our organic whole food supplements, um, gold backs, you have discounts. And, and so there's a lot of ways to plug into the things that I think. If the, at the very least, if you feel better physically, sometimes that can open you up to experience other things. Now, for some of us too, the desire to be well brought me to the opening to some of the spiritual things that I've experienced in this life that drove me to motivate me to find out what makes my body tick. Then it's like, okay, what makes the universe tick? What makes the world work? So with that, we'll uh, pause and say thank you to Ryan Cole for being on board uh, from a couple of weeks ago in Boise, Idaho. And Super Don, thanks for opening up for a heartfelt conversation about what's up. And uh, we'll be back live Monday with more powerful healing on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Because the power to heal yes. and feel mm -hmm. is yours.